You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Petra Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. How do you? And today we're talking about a little bit of a different subject than many people would think of for dogs, and that's the idea of jealousy, that dogs can be jealous. Those of us who own dogs go, well, yeah, sure. Especially multiple dogs. Yeah. Yes. But yet if you talk to many researchers, many scientists in the past have said that dogs didn't have emotions. Well, that's been debunked. We know that dogs have emotions. We know that most animals have emotions. But jealousy seemed to be relegated to the the primates, to people. But I know I know horses that have been jealous, cats, dogs. Oh, birds, the bigger birds. Oh, they were oh. really bad. My husband and I had a lesser yeah. self-crested cockatoo that hated it if Paul gave me a hug. Oh, he would screech, which just made us hug in a different room because, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to hear that screech. But obviously felt jealous. But the subject came up, someone asked me, my dog seems like he's jealous of our new puppy. And I went, yeah, he probably is. You're probably spending a lot of time with a puppy. And, well, yeah, he's so cute. Okay, you've got to give your older dog even more attention. It's still his house. It's still his family. This is a little interloper. Make him feel loved again and make sure good things happen to him around the puppy. So... She came back in a couple of weeks and said, yeah, that was working and things were much more calm. So that brought up the idea of jealousy. And I thought I'd do a little research on it and found out, drum roll, please. <laughs> there was actually a study done on it, specifically on canine jealousy at the University of California, San Diego. Right here in our own backyard. Right nice. here in our own backyard. Well, San Diego is one of the best places to live with dogs. So I guess it shouldn't surprise me. But um, anyway, the study was done by Christine Harris and Carolyn Provost. Provost? I'm sorry, Carolyn, if I mispronounced it. But anyway, what they did is they took 36 dog owners locally here in San Diego, and they videotaped the interactions that they were going to set up in the dog's home. So the dog wasn't in a uh, laboratory or out of his comfort zone, but in his home. And what they did is they had three different objects. While the dog was watching, they asked the owner to interact with these different objects. And I bet it was absolutely hysterical because the owner had to interact with a plastic jack-o'-lantern, a plastic pumpkin. Oh, nice pumpkin. What a wonderful pumpkin. I could just have so much fun with that. And then a children's book and then an animatronic dog. Now, we know how dogs react around those because we use those in the animatronic toys in our 
training classes mm -hmm. as distractions. We've got a rabbit who sings a song and his ears waggle, and we've got a frog who sings Joy to the World, and we've got a good dozen of oh, the yeah. things. Oh, yeah. And I, I call those, you know, toys, but we have an animatronic gorilla head. Oh, and that's so Chimpanzee bizarre. head. Yeah. Just, oh, that freaky. one is really it's, weird. It's a life-size ape head yeah. with a remote control that controls it, and it talks, and it screeches, and... And you can waggle the eyebrows and close the eyes and yeah. open the mouth it's and way, turn the head. Way it's, too lifelike. It, it freaks out a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the dogs. But anyway, what they did is they they had these three objects, had the owners interact with the objects, handle them, talk to them, whatever, and they videotaped the dogs. Now, the dogs included a variety of breeds, pugs, dachshunds, corgis, terriers, mixed breeds, they didn't get any giant-sized breeds because the scientists wanted to... Keep the animatronic dog in one space. <laughs> well, they they kind of said they, they wanted to more easily control the dog if they acted out violently. So, okay. yes, they didn't want the dog <laughs> oh, to... Okay, that makes sense. They didn't want the dog to react negatively towards the owner or the researcher or the animatronic toy. <laughs> yeah, because then they'd have to get an identical toy to continue the experiment. <laughs> right, right. So... Anyway, what they found, the results, was that most of the dogs didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the jack-o'-lantern or the book, but many of the dogs acted jealously when the animatronic toy was petted or, or the owner paid a lot of attention to the animatronic toy. Describe what? how a dog acts jealous. Yeah, well, there's a lot She's of them. Get, get, to that. get, get between <laughs> the, the owner and the toy. There you uh -huh. go. It said 86. Six percent of the dogs sniffed the butt of the toy. Oh my god! Are you a real dog? Ah, no, you're not. Well, how about that? Actually, it must have been a really good animatronic dog. Yeah. Makes me think of the ones at Disneyland on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, a Southern Californian. Sorry, <laughs> but it was pretty interesting that. The dogs, at least initially, did pay attention to the animatronic toy. But more, much more, and they got between the owner. They tried to push, push the, the owner other, away from the toy. Or, or push the toy away. Toy away? Yeah. Put their head under their owner's hand instead mm -hmm. of the toy? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, actual concrete mm -hmm. behaviors that you could say... Happens in right? my house Driven every day. by jealousy. <laughs> right. Well, I and, told them that. Yeah, well, right. and, and we've all got multiple pets. Kate, just the other day you were talking about when you brought Quill home as a, as a puppy. You had to deal with some jealousy between Walter, your older dog, and the new dog, the interloper. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, Walter is going to be infamous long after he's gone. For his temper tantrums. <laughs> but what, the one that lasted for 45 minutes, what was the cause? Jealousy. Yeah. Okay. I was working at that time, my older dog. Right. And Walter, as a puppy, had a fit. Right. He screamed and hollered and thrashed and, and screamed some more. Because he couldn't get between me and, the other, and my right. older dog. Right. Just right. having conniption fit about it. Yep. Complete meltdown. Yeah. Definite. And he was jealous of her, yes, and now the younger one is jealous of him. It goes on, it goes on. Okay. But <laughs> I have to admit that mine don't show a lot of jealousy in day-to-day -day living and the daily routine, but they do when it comes to training. Yep. 
because the one-on-one time with mom is is the most special. When I uh, do some training with one of them, then and it doesn't matter which one, whoever's getting the special attention is <laughs> I'm with mom. The one who's not getting the attention at that moment is <laughs> my turn. And it doesn't matter if I work one and then work the other and then work one and then work... I want it all. So there is definitely some jealousy there. But in daily life, in the house, with the dogs, not so much. Even if I've got foster kittens, everybody's pretty stable at that point. And that's one of the things they do bring out is that in many cases, jealousy is more often seen in dogs who are competitive the competitive dogs, or a little insecure, or a little immature, the younger. They and I have the self-control yet. Or the confidence. Or the confidence. Yeah. I don't know. I've got, what is it, every night, I'm on the recliner, and there's always, like, rotating who's sitting with mom. <laughs> <laughs> One will kick out the other. But I even have it with my cat. I mean, like, if I have, well, Poncho likes to sit with me on the, the most on the, on the recliner. And Keely, the palm, will come up there and sit on the opposite side. And I was like, well, that isn't fair because then there's the big cat, Toby, who now, all the dogs totally respect, will go right sit on my lap. They also have three dogs. And then it's like, oh, that's not right because then there's Rio. There's no room <laughs> on the couch on the recliner for Rio. So, then he so starts- you shouldn't have gotten a recliner. You needed to get one of those sofas that... that- like the whole, the whole thing reclines. I, I know. Yeah, and now if I have a cat on my lap, I think Poncho will be the one that's like, nah, that's my mom. Yeah. It's my mom. He'll come in, and he's very gentle about it, but he'll just kind of slink on before I know it, and then there's no room for the cat anymore, and the cat just moves. Spat. Yeah, no, oh, cats are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Now, one won't move, the big one. The one that scares all the dogs. Yeah. Know, Toby. Yeah. Right. She'll just sit there and poncho lay on her and she just goes meow. And, yeah. Now, one of our trainers has a Doberman and he's very jealous. And Tamara says that uh, she steps in between that because she's got a cat that Alistair could very easily overwhelm or harm because of his jealousy. So if he starts to show jealousy when she's petting the cat, he's told no one he has to move away. And that's one of the things that I think we need to talk about in handling jealousy, because jealousy can be an evil emotion. Yeah. It it can lead to Mm -hmm. a lot of problems. In humans, it can end relationships of all kinds. But with our dogs, we have to be careful not to reward jealousy. Because like with our trainer, between her Doberman and, and her cat, if the Doberman, and I'm not putting down Dobies, this could be any dog, this just happens to be a Doby. He's very, very attached to his mom. But the cat was there first, as she makes the point of saying. And he's not allowed to take that jealousy to the next level where he might harm the cat. So we we need to be able to say, at some point, that's enough. That's not acceptable. Right. Yeah. Not acceptable behavior. I mean, and I do that if there's gets out of control. You know what? Everyone's in a downstay. Uh-huh. That point, yeah. everyone's off. You're all in a downstay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ways I've dealt with it with my two is they have, nobody gets my lap for very long because I don't sit for very long, but one gets on the right side, one gets on the left, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And we don't switch places and we don't fuss if whatever, you know, that's your place. Right. A lot of behaviors just say, if it's at all possible, 
walk away from the situation because if they're jealous over you, which is usually what it is, right. it's the jealousy resource. over the owner. Right. Yeah, you become the resource. You become the quote unquote the good thing. Is if it possible, just get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. When I'm training with my boys and they're starting to act jealous, then one goes in a downstay while I'm working the other one. That doesn't always stop the verbalizations with Bashir, especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but of course, he's always got an opinion. Don't know where that came from, but uh, <laughs> he's always got an opinion. <laughs> but he's at least frog he's, in our throat. Huh? Yeah. He's at least several in, large ones. Yep. He's at least in a dance day. Hey, I I gave you that. Yes, you did. You pitched that great big lie. Uh huh. Yes, like, I did. Yes, I did. Yep. But at least he's in a dance day, so I can work bones or, or practice with him or whatever I'm going to do. Bones. Doesn't tend to be quite so vocal, but he'll do the stare at me routine and the mom, I'm looking at you, mom, mom, look at me, look at me, mom, mom. The intensity of the glare. The intensity of the glare. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. You love your dog and getting kisses from them. But their breath can be downright stanky. Knock out their smelly breath with Stank Be Gone. Stank Be Gone is made with natural ingredients to eliminate their bad breath while helping to reduce plaque and tartar. Just add a capful to your dog's drinking water. Stank Be Gone is only $19.95. Use promo code STANK to receive a second bottle for just $5. Go to stankbegone.com today. That's stankbegone.com. So when we brought him home, we didn't realize that Bear, the rescue dog, was actually sick. He had very flaky skin. He was dropping a lot of fur. And Lavette wanted to do steroid injections, special dog food. Nothing seemed to work. So I've been hearing Dinovite on the radio for years. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. It never actually crossed my mind to try it until I was just at a dead end. And then it finally sunk in. Oh, you're talking about hair and skin. And all right, (laughs) I'll try it. Well, it took probably six weeks, but after we started using Dinovite, no more flaky skin. He doesn't scratch and itch, and he started to put weight on. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. He makes us feel like we saved him. Every rescue dog in America deserves Dinovite for 90 days. I wish that we would have started the Dinovite right away. It would have been so much easier. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet we know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Oh, oh, oh. 
Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Peter Burke and Kate Abbott. Today we're talking about jealousy, that dogs can be jealous. Now, when it can get bad, too, is when a dog... Now, the Doberman doesn't do it with Tamara and her husband. Right. But I've seen that happen, where the dog gets between husband and wife. To the, and it can, it can escalate to the point that somebody can get bit. Yeah. Right. And I think in, in that case, we have to look at just some plain old training. Mm-hmm. Train and your husband right out the house. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. That was me. Oh. <laughs> and lob that to Petra. <laughs> Basic obedience. If the dog's already had some training, refresh those skills. If he hasn't had any training, start working on it. And make sure that there's a good, solid downstay. And if you look at one of our previous podcasts on desensitization, you can work it in the same way. Little bitty steps. Dogs on a downstay, the two people can just kiss without an embrace. Well, I worked with a couple where just having the wife sit on the couch... She was oh, sure the little white puppy dog was going to attack her. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, remember. yeah. Of course, yeah. that had been allowed to go on way too long. Yes. Dad thought it was funny. So it was Dad and the dog on one couch. Right. And everybody else on the other couch. Yeah. Oh, God. Dad thought that was way too funny. And then after a while, he did start to... It took a couple of years, okay. But then he started to go, oh, yeah, this isn't good. Yeah. He one day when his wife. Well, one day when they weren't on the couch, he went to put his arm around his wife, and the dog went after her. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. Mm -mm. Not good. Mm -mm. So, a little bit of jealousy is not cute. Yeah. It's a warning sign. Right. So, talk us through how you had them work on that. Well, in this case, uh, first we worked on some basic obedience with the puppy dog. Right. Because she didn't have any. Right. So, how do you tell a dog... Or any live organism. Don't do this, do that, if you don't have a way to communicate with them. Right. Mm -hmm. So we had to work on some basic communication. And in the meantime, she no longer got to be on the couch. So we removed that habit. And she, uh, on leash, and she had a nice little bed at Dad's feet. And she was into the bed, and he put his foot on the leash, not pinning her in place or choking her. Just to prevent her from lunching. Right, that's where you are, right there. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Okay. And we worked up to mom sitting on the couch, holding hands, putting their arms around each other, and the puppy dog being okay with it. Because new rules had been set up. There was communication going on. And the dog now enjoyed being in the bed because that was where it got the chewies. That was where nice things happened. And no longer cared as much about what they were doing behind him. How long did it take for, in the process, for mom to be able to sit next to dad on the sofa? For her to relax and do it took about three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It really fun. did. I mean, the first month was pretty much just basic obedience. You need mm-hmm. to be able to have a conversation, as I say it, between you and the dog. So it's fair that you can tell her what she should do and what she shouldn't do. And not just give her the glare, because, you know, people miscommunicate with the glare. Oh, yeah. Much less human to dog. And then it was slowly practicing up. They must have practiced well because if she'd been basically guarding dad for a couple of years, that's pretty fast progress. Yeah. Well, um, I could imagine taking it longer. (laughs) Dad was motivated. Oh, and another thing was he, the small white fluffy had started guarding him against his teenage daughter. 
Oh, so it's okay to guard against mom, but not his daughter? <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not touching that line. Yeah. But I think yeah, perhaps oh teenage God. daughter was a little more vocal in her, this isn't right. Yeah. And I do think that small white fluffy nipped at teenage daughter, where she uh, hadn't really gone that far with mom. Okay. Because with posture, lift a lip, growl, whatever, get rigid, and mom would just back down. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not going to deal with that. And dad would giggle. Hmm. But teenage daughter came in and wanted to give her dog a hug, give her dog, give her dad a hug, and dog charged her and nipped at her. Okay, so then it became, oh, this is not just talk. It's not cute anymore. It's not cute anymore. Yeah. So they were motivated. And I think daughter was only home for college vacation. Ah, okay. So they had the summer to deal with it. Okay. And they did work hard. They came to basic classes. Right, they did. Uh-huh. They did uh, yeah. yeah, they did. I'm impressed they did. that they were able to accomplish that much in a short period of time. In some ways, it was such a radical change that it was almost easy in that if they just had a little bit of obedience or whatever, they'd gotten screwed up. But no, we were pretty much starting with a blank slate. Yeah. That, Even though it had been okay. going on for years, we right. could make a big change. Yeah. This is just the new rules. Yeah. Another right. thing that sometimes have to happen, especially with the dogs who are who are jealous because of insecurity, or maybe because there's a new dog in the household, or say if mine got upset when I fostered a new litter of kittens, and that's bolstering the or dealing with the insecurity that's leading towards the jealousy. Right. Because a lot of times the dog who's jealous, especially say say if your Walter was the only dog and you brought in Quill as a baby then, you had your Rottweiler at that point, so Walter wasn't the only dog. But what if today you brought in a new puppy, and Walter went, whoa, what the heck? Yeah. I'm mom's only dog. Right. Then sometimes going back, doing some more training, or not strictly for the obedience part, which never hurts, but to bolster his confidence, and to let him know, yeah, we're still buds. And we're to still bolster partners. our relationship. Right, right. And communication. And, and, and just holding. And Okay, I'm saying this while he's upside down in my arms <laughs> on my lap, snoring slightly. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> love alone is not the relationship. It's also working together. So There's got to be that communication. Yeah. Even if we can't say... Yes, I brought home a, a new puppy, but that doesn't mean you're lower in our relationship. That doesn't mean I love you less. We can well, have someone else. Let's talk about the ultimate jealousy that we see occasionally. New baby in the house. Oh, no. yes. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're talking a whole different situation. Yes. Because a helpless little baby. Right. And depending on the size of the dog. They don't have to be that big. Well, no, I mean, when I had Kayla, I had a Rottweiler and a German Shepherd. So I had good-sized dogs. Right. And I didn't just bring her home cold turkey, Right, you can say. I remember I had brought home blankets or mm-hmm. old diapers. clothing. I didn't do the diapers, but they stunk. <laughs> Some new parents have done yes, that. Done and when, when mom and the baby are in the hospital, dad brings home one of the first diapers. Yes. Uh, here's a new smell. Look, mom's touched it, and there's a new smell. So there's smells of the new baby, parents, bringing that home regularly. So when, when I remember bringing home my daughter, it wasn't such a big deal. I was like, oh, you th- you're familiar. Now the sound... She's 
stunk. Oh, that's the one that made that smell. Ooh. We'll stay away from her. Now, the one thing that is different, and I always tell people when I come through classes or having a baby, is also like you did with Sound of Thunder, is get sounds of a baby. Oh, some dogs just freak when the baby cries. Yeah. Oh, my God, fix it, fix it, fix it. Yeah, because it is an unusual sound. Obviously, you know, adults don't make that sound. They make some gurgly sounds or what the heck to expose them to that as well. and especially a cry, because if you've got a dog with a high prey drive, a crying baby is something to be killed. Mm-hmm. Who was? Oh, I don't remember where I read this. I think it was in a fictional novel. Something about human babies are the only babies in the animal world that cry like that at the top of their lungs. Sure, because in any other species, it would attract predators. Human babies get away with it because humans are the biggest, baddest predators on the planet. Mm -hmm. And the the rest of the paragraph was how annoying it is to the rest of the animal world that Mm. their babies are fairly quiet. Mm-hmm. And human babies scream. They're just noisy. Scream mm-hmm. out yeah, their yeah. superiority and how annoying that is. Mm-hmm. Right? And a lot of dogs are very bothered by it. Yeah. So look up the podcast on desensitization. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, preparing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, now granted, Kate and I haven't had children. We don't know what it's like. Petra has, so she speaks for that. But a new baby, as I understand it, is all-encompassing. And so if the dog has gotten a lot of your attention previously, and now you have this new baby, the dog's sitting back going, hey, I've been knocked down to number two spot. Right. And I remember when, and the other thing I had done is gotten them used to strollers so that I can spend the time. And that was my biggest concern because my German Shepherd and Roddy, they were with me all the time. Then when I had her, it's like, oh, hey, how do I incorporate the baby into the, with me working with them too so when we did go out and did our long walks they got used to walking with the stroller and they'd heal by it we'd still play ball and she'd be sleeping i'd still have do that attention the training the playing all that with the with the boys and then we got to a point where as she grew that they had became their her guardian you know and when she started um and then at the aussie too so when she started even standing and stuff they were actually impressively awesome with her they'd stand still and then just kind of watch her. They didn't move, and she would just crawl around at the same time. You know, teach the kids their dog don't go pulling on the tails, right? <laughs> and all that kind of right. thing. Yeah, but um, as long as I shared my time with them, with her combination of things went well. And that's the key. You can't just ignore your dogs. Basically. Yeah. Well, and I think it's probably Throw been in the backyard, about ignore them. You can't. You know, me and time six or eight years. It's been a while that someone had a dog. She was pregnant, and she wanted me to do a private training to get ready for baby. I remember interviewing oh. you and sitting down and going, I don't know, what am I supposed to teach her? <laughs> and I was, you know, doing my research and interviewing you. So we, yeah. But we did things like we got a throw mat. The dog already had a go-to-your-mat. Mm-hmm. So we got one for the nursery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rather than being kicked out of the nursery, when you're in here, get on your mat and lay down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she could be part of, but not in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. Launch their dogs out of the nursery. To me, the dogs were my life. was going to be my daughter's life. The dogs were in the nursery, mm-hmm. in her room. They came mm-hmm. in while I did whatever I had to do with Kayla. The dogs were in a downstay, and they could sit there and observe and smell and watch. Right. Mm-hmm. Be part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that interesting forbidden fruit that we were talking about uh-huh. as part of it exactly. and they did the same thing so they had mats in different areas and we mm-hmm. talked about 
making sure the baby did not take liberties as she became a toddler and exactly. so forth. Exactly. Yeah. And we got a baby size animatronic doll mm-hmm. that cried and waved its little hands around and did all of that and taught the puppy dog, that's fine, you just hold your down stay and treats for doing so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it all became, and getting the stroller early. Mm-hmm, exactly. And getting the dog used to walking alongside the stroller with a baby doll. Yeah. So it was no big deal. And holding it. Yep. All this. And all the, that. And you can have a baby they jealousy if you don't do anything. had a friend with a newborn bring over the diapers and all that, and that stuff. I'll add one more thing, too. If the dog was mom's originally... Have Dad spend some time with the baby and let Mom take the dog outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. And let Mom and Dog have some of their individual time again mm-hmm. so that the dog can still feel special. That it, We want good things to happen to the dog when the baby's around. Right. But to give Mom and the dog both a break, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's when I went to the mother-in-law. Want to babysit? <laughs> <laughs> Mother-in-law or dad, either one. (laughs) So, yeah, jealousy is a real thing. And it can happen in a variety of situations between two dogs and you, dog and cat, horse, new baby, husband, wife, significant other. There's lots of different ways that it can occur. So I think, uh, you know, training, desensitization, setting some rules, building the dog's confidence, there's lots of ways to handle it. I, I think the worst thing you could do is ignore it. Or and think ho- it's cute. Or think it's cute. So they can get out of yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. If you ignore it, I doubt very much it's going to get better. Yep. And if you laugh at it, then it will get worse. Yep. It'll continue to snowball. Right. Uh-oh, Kate's thinking. Oh, <laughs> is this analogy time? <laughs> no, it's a rant. Oh, Uh-oh. Dear. Uh-oh. There is a video that makes the circuit every couple of years. I don't know how long it's been around. But it's a medium-sized brown dog chewing on a bone on the couch. Oh, that bites his own foot? And his rear foot starts to come up towards his head. Oh, that one. And he growls at it. Oh, that one. And tries to warn it away. And he ends up biting it, biting his bone. And somebody always passes it along going, isn't this cute? He's jealous of his own leg. That poor dog. That is not. I feel sorry for the dog. That is such a psychotic jealousy. Yes. Yes. You should not be jealous of your own body parts. That dog is damaged. Yes. Yes. And he's in the process of damaging himself. Yeah, the dog is mentally ill, and I hate it when I see that shared. Next uh, time it's shared with somebody, please help us put an end to this. Yeah. At least passing it around. When it's on Facebook, I always go up and mark it inappropriate. Shouldn't be on Facebook, but that hasn't got it taken off yet. Lately, I've just been typing no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There are some no emoticons I might be able to try out on it. But anyway, uh, that's a classic. It is a classic jealousy. Yeah. But it's really, really sad that it's its own body. Yeah. Jealousy slash resource guarding. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's where resource guarding often is. Yeah. Jealousy. Nobody right. gets this. But... Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So with Kate's rant done. <laughs> Feel better, Kate? <laughs> Help me be the Facebook police. Okay. No, anyway. <laughs> I'm not on that often, sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's it for us this time. Enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.